Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Kane here to go over some players, some values, some life lessons we've learned along the way, you know. What makes us feel complete as people, not just fantasy football analysts? No, I don't even, I don't want to hear about that. Well, not about me. I'd love to hear what makes Kane tick, what makes him go. John, we, who cares? But here we go. It is time. It is time to talk about fantasy football players. We are in the playoffs of the NFL, which annoyingly skew values for a little bit because, you know, every week the, the island games matter a little bit more. You know, Kirk Cousins will drop value every single time he plays an island game because he never does well in primetime. But we are here in the playoffs where everyone is watching all of these games. So it's a very similar effect. And I am leading straight into that with my player because I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence, who I was praying the Jaguars would not make the playoffs because I wanted one more non-point scoring season to get him somewhat cheaply. Too late. That has passed. Very, very passed. I mean, you could have up till halftime. Fair fair enough. I wish, yes. If I was playing closer, I have to actually watch that game today because I barely got to watch football this weekend. Uh, Like, if I was paying closer attention to Twitter and stuff like that, I would have just started sending out offers through that first half. But I didn't. You could have gotten him for a late first, then a second. And then third, then he was going to be on waivers. And then now he's first. Oh, yeah, he's all yeah. Uh, in case you are listening to this and have no idea what happened, he threw four interceptions in the first half and then four touchdowns in the second half to win the game. So yeah, a bit of a roller coaster. But let's talk. Let's talk his value because right now, right now, as of this morning, in I wish I could have like seen the calculator, like if you know. One of the guys were paying enough attention. They're like, oh, let's drop him a little. Uh oh, let's drop him a little. All the way to the top because he's worth 48.8 points. In I don't think DTC reacts that minutely. Just, I would just say. imagine, like, that's your job. Like, you know, we see Izzy just sitting there with dials. Like, imagine he has like a dial for every single player and he has to go around, like, moving up and down, like, old time phone operators plugging stuff in. That would be funny. That I can promise funny. you Izzy would never do that. It would never actually happen, but it's really fun for me to picture. So, so Tyler, Trevor Lawrence is worth 48.8, which is equal to the 101 and the 208. I needed to throw something in there just because it's above the 101. And I know if you're trading away the 101, the 208 is not going to stop you from doing anything. But I still just, I wanted to find what that second pick was just for my own edification. So the question I want to start with is, Trevor Lawrence or B. John Robinson? Yeah, that's pretty much the question. <laughs> and John, uh, go first. Which which do you prefer? Um, twelve team super flex. Yeah, that that. By the way, I know I haven't said that in a while. Yeah, but that is the values we go into these discussions with. So, be, man, this is tough. I hate the running backs because they're running backs. Bijan Robinson, though, is obviously the the right one to get right now, um, value wise. I think I want Bijan Robinson because even though I really like Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> and it's not always fun to play with quarterbacks like Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, that you know, 
replacement going away. Maybe you get some points each week. You still do. Um, I'm okay playing with that level of quarterback as my quarterback too. Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be my quarterback one on a team. So I think if I'm looking at my super flex spot or my quarterback two spot, um, I'm okay not getting Trevor Lawrence to fill that slot as long as I'm starting B. John Robinson at running back. Granted, um, if I'm not contending and, you know, I, which if I'm contending, I, I would love to add B. John Robinson. I don't know how I managed to contend and have the one-on-one. Um, but I don't think building around the running back is the right move. Mm-hmm. So if you choose to build around the quarterback, I don't mind Trevor Lawrence here. Does that make sense? Did I, did I walk the fence uh, evenly enough there? Yeah, you, you were skipping back and forth over yeah. the creek, you know, switching sides every uh, time. In a vacuum, B. John Robinson, he's going to have more value, I think, over the next eight months. Um, but I, I understand the argument for taking the quarterback here. What about you, Kane? Um, I don't think it matters if it's B. John Robinson or not. I want the 101 over Trevor Lawrence, right? The pick still hasn't been made. I still want the 101. Um, and if it gets to the point where I'm really close to drafting B. John Robinson, well, then I'm using the 101 and another pick to get someone better than Trevor Lawrence. It's actually going to make a true difference to my fantasy football team in the point scoring season. Like Trevor Lawrence is fine, but I don't think he continues to score as a top seven, top eight quarterback like he's currently being valued. See, here's my thing. I like Trevor Lawrence to the point of what you just said as like a top seven or eight quarterback. Not right now. Like I, I think their offense is going in that direction, especially Calvin Ridley is going to be there. So clearly they are just going to leaps and bounds, get better right away at the start of next season without question. Absolutely happening. Uh, I remember this was a few weeks ago. I was, I think after one of our, t- one of our shows, I was sitting and looking at an offer that I was going to send the one-on-one away for, including Trevor Lawrence. I was adding like Chris Olave to it and didn't feel good about it. I don't think I'm that much stronger on Trevor Lawrence right now than I was a few weeks ago, because I always believed this was the direction he was going. I still think we are going to come into next season. Well, we're going to come into draft season, uh, fantasy draft season. And Bijan is going to go half a round before Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has probably worked his way up to be a back half of the first in a 12 team super flex league. Like, especially now that Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and a couple of the older guys have just tanked. Trevor Lawrence has absolutely worked himself up there into that like QB 10, but Bijan is going to get drafted seventh ish overall four or five quarterbacks, hopefully the two quarterbacks. And then you take the, the one-on-one you take the running back. I, I still, I still think you should be paying up from Trevor Lawrence to get to the one-on-one and to just add to what Kane said, if I'm going to move the 101 for a quarterback, I'm aiming at those top five or six. I'm not aiming equal or down a little bit. If I'm moving, if I'm going from the one-on-one to Trevor Lawrence, like I said, I need Trevor Lawrence and I still need a really decent piece on top. Now, not the way John feels about Chris Olave, clearly. Like that's <laughs> that's a little too high on top. But you know, the average person wide receiver 12-ish on Chris Olave. Yeah, 
Like that's <gasps> kind of how I feel. <clears throat> Not twelve. I I know. I was just spitting out a number. I, we'll I, get there. Don't worry. We'll get there. I okay. Cool. Like I wasn't going to start doing numbers in my head. Okay. So clearly, you know how well, we all feel, and. I'm sorry, John, this is a long list because I yes. kind of took out the top tier of quarterbacks, but... Well, you got to go. I, I assume you go, go down to the Burrow, Herbert, and then it's after that, right? Correct. Yeah. So the top five are pretty out. much known. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Those I did not. This is, depending how you think about it, this is either the second or third tier, depending on if you put like Herbert in the same tier as Mahomes and Allen, or if you have... Allen and whatever all up top by themselves, and then you have a couple. So Allen and Mahomes put together consistency this year that just you did, we didn't see it from any other quarterback. I mean, it's they're the top two. Like every single week, they went out there and did it. Yeah, like they are uh, to me. Yes, I agree. They are a tier to themselves, and then there's a tier below. So, which is why I said it depends on how you put those together. But okay, so get ready for this because there's like I said, there's a couple. Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Tua Tunga Vailoa, and Deshaun Watson. And you just kept going, just for because they all. That but this is this like is actually the argument for why I think Bijan or the one one is the answer over Trevor Lawrence. Yes, yes, because yeah, yes. this list is very, very long. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's a reason that, that the 101, there's not another 101 pick that can be substituted for the 101 and feel about the same. The 102 does not feel about the same to the 101. There's not another rookie running back coming in or rookie of any kind actually coming in that feels the same way as B. John Robinson. These quarterbacks, while I think it's pretty easy to for me to separate some of them, uh, overall, it's it's not drastic. All right. I'm going to go set. I'm going to go. Now that I rambled through and gave Kane a time to label his. Yeah, I already have it done. Good job. Uh, Thank you. Please go. I have Lamar at one pretty easily. Same. Um, I have Kyler Murray at two. I know he tore his ACL. Like he's going to be fine. Um, I have Trevor Lawrence at three. Justin Fields at four. They're about the same to me. Um, those two guys. Um, and then at five, I have um, Dak. At six is Deshaun Watson, and seven I have Tua. Um, I'm just I have Watson ahead of Tua just because um, though Watson makes terrible decisions in his personal and professional life, um, he doesn't have multiple concussions. I I don't know how to weigh that. By the way, like remember as a person you have to as a person that has multiple concussions because I have seven of them. I will tell you it's unfortunate. No, oh no, no! I absolutely yes. Yeah. I it is so, not good. So but. I'm just going to use my own personal bias and move him down a little bit because I know the effect of concussions. Yeah, but like I just yeah. remember at this point, it feels like six, seven years ago when Brandon Cooks got three concussions in like seven games, and we're like, okay, well he's just going to retire now because he got a concussion in the playoffs and he's going to be done. And 27 years later, he's still out there, and now I know. Blah, wide receiver versus the starting quarterback for a team is two very, very different things. I, Frank Gore used to be injury prone. Yeah, I mean, like, there's. I, this is different, though. We know I, we know the cumulative effects are is not good as the as concussions stack up. Okay, so does it 
does he would that drop a tier for you or does it like just put him a little lower in a tier because for me it puts him lower in a tier because i like him so much yeah <laughs> uh, and i like the weapons it. that he has it puts him lower in the tier it's it ends up being kind of the tiebreaker for me and it's a concern i mean i don't I don't know how you can't be concerned about it. And also, if you drop him, drop Tua to the next tier, like look at the next guys, right? Below this Tua Watson, right? It's not great. Yeah. This is, this is, these are the quarterbacks you want on your team. Yeah. If you can get two from wherever your bottom, whoever's your bottom year uh, of this list, if you get two from that point up anywhere, you're in good shape. (laughs) <laughs> like right, right. lock in those spots. So it does make me want to, you know, I, I'm willing to play with a little bit grosser quarterback too, but if you can do it, it's really, really nice to have one of these guys as your quarterback too, and not your quarterback one. All right. So my list, Lamar's pretty easy. I mean, that's, I, I think he's, I think he is actually closer to the Herbert and uh, Burrow tier than he is to the tier here, honestly. Yeah, Plus, I, I love I'm, what he. I love. I love what he's doing. I. I don't care if he's hurt or not. I love that he basically did not play. Oh, I mean, we I are that. getting to the point of the NBA in the NFL, and I'm fine with that. Like these players, what they him. put their bodies through. Like we just were talking about with Tua. So absolutely, yeah. I get it. I will not hold this against a player whatsoever. If there are teams out there that are going to be like, oh, well, we don't want a guy that's about himself and not the fine. team, then you don't get him. Yeah, then that's just how it is. That's fine. fine. I, and honestly, Ravens, Ravens, take that stand and get Lamar the hell out of the AFC I, North. I, don't, <laughs> I think it is less teams than you want to believe that care about it. Like, oh, think, cool. He's not going to hurt himself now, so we can have him healthy in a couple of weeks. Cool. Like that. I think, that's exactly I think a lot of, of NFL thinking. teams would welcome Lamar with a nice ten-year guarantee, many, 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 very many, many, expensive many. contract. So. I'm not worried about where he's going to be playing next year. <laughs> He'll either be playing for the Ravens and making what, like 40, 40 something million, 45 million or something like that is the franchise tag hit. Like it's expensive. Oh yeah. Um, or he'll be somewhere where he's probably much happier. Yeah. He's All right. six points above Lawrence in the, in the calculator, by the way, like it's close. Okay. Um, my next two, I think are another tier for me and it's fields and Lawrence. Yeah, I haven't mentioned Kyler yet because <laughs> I am just lower on Kyler than everybody. So Fields and Lawrence, you can pro- you can really swap them either way. I they've been even since they came out. <laughs> They're still even to me. Um, Lawrence is look Lawrence looked better in the playoffs, obviously uh, in the second half. Fields just has that running ability that's always going to be appealing to me. Um, so that's kind of the tiebreaker why he's the number two. Hopefully he gets a playmaker, (laughs) Calvin Ridley level playmaker (laughs) added into his offense, much like Trevor Lawrence has coming to him. Uh, Number four, I have Dak. I would rather have Dak than Kyler Murray. I am kind of not interested in the Arizona franchise. (laughs) Uh, I don't like uncertainty when I'm looking for a quarterback. There is uncertainty in that franchise. It seems to have gone in the wrong direction. So I'm avoiding Kyler. That's why I have Dak there. Kyler Tua, that is my next little kind of grouping. And unfortunately, it's knee injury versus head injuries. Like, I, I 
think Kyler probably has the more likelihood of a longer career. Um, so I think Kyler is going to get my tiebreaker, which I hate that Tua is all the way down at six. Like, I hate that because I like him so much. It's literally just that I'm concerned for his health. I mean, honestly, he I hope he walks away if it's getting to the point where he is having symptoms that just, you know, go away and then come back, go away and then come back. I hope he retires and walks away for his own safety. Like, yeah. I would love to see him come back to play, but there's yeah. definitely like, there's definitely I'm, an outcome that he doesn't play. Yeah, <laughs> or like if I'm too, I walk in to that office and I'm like, you spend every dime and every draft pick on offensive linemen. <laughs> then I, I walk away. Yeah, I mean, honestly, hopefully the doctors tell the tell the Dolphins the same thing. You need to protect him. All right. So, uh, and then Watson's last on my list. He was he's the obviously obvious last one on the list for me um i want all these other all the other quarterbacks ahead of him i I just have zero interest is the same as yours except i have lawrence over fields and for the opposite reason that you have fields like i just think lawrence is a better quarterback and i like that the not the texans with the jaguars poured a little into the offense quicker than the bears did You know, they didn't have to go a couple of weeks into the season and be like, okay, you know what? Maybe we should let our quarterback play the way he's good at playing. Oh, and let's trade what turns into the 33rd pick overall for Chase Claypool. Like, that's... 32nd pick. Right. Dolphins don't have a pick. Right. 32nd pick. Even worse. Technically, they traded a first. Like, Uh... I just had to put that in there. No, thank you for doing it. Uh, Like... Those, I get, I guess I should be happy. It seems like they're learning and you just, you're happy it happens. But what took so long? Like, what did they think they were doing? So, like, I just, that puts Trevor Lawrence over me. Plus, the dude can run. Not like Fields does, but I think it gives him that floor of rushing as opposed to the amount of rushing Fields has to do to give him that ceiling. And then when he gets a little older and they start talking second contract, they start rushing him less the same way they have with every single quarterback. So that's why I've put it. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Dak, Kyler, Tua, Deshaun. And this most is of I mean, the exact we, same reasons John said too. Yeah. I, I talked about wanting to get my second quarterback from this tier. I, and I do, <laughs> but I don't want to give the one Oh one for it. No, I, um, but I give the one Oh two. I give the one Oh three. Like, I yes. re- I'd yes. rather have for any, any of these quarterbacks. Well, maybe not Watson. I'd probably actually rather have CJ Stroud than Watson, even though I don't know where CJ oh, Stroud's going to go. I forgot he was there because I just don't want him on my teams. Yeah, so, but the the other six, like I would give, I give the one o two, and I would be perfectly content with that as my quarterback two for a long time to come. Hopefully, I'm pairing them with Hertz or Burrow. Um, seem to be on a decent amount of my teams, and a couple of my homes and Josh Allen's. I don't have a lot of Herbert. I probably need to change that. He might be he might be affordable right now. That's a good point. Um, okay, so before we go on to John and wide receiver, Kane, any last things to throw in there before we go? No. Where Not would you slot? Season. Let's ask real fast since we're in that season. Where would you slot CJ Stroud? Is he in this group or is he below this group? Uh, he's ahead of Tua for me. Okay, so and, he's he's at the back end of this group for you. Yeah. Okay. Same with Bryce Young. Bryce Young, they're one and the same. Okay. I was. W- will ask, you will you, you separate a... those two by landing spot? Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I think there's a better chance that I try to 
because of the amount of leagues I'm in, try to diversify between the two. Like just go back both, and forth. <laughs> yeah, they're both just really good at football. Okay. Excellent. I mean, that was more or less what I was going to get at anyway. So thank you, John. And you might as well just keep going, John. Who's your wide receiver? Oh, I think you told us who wide, your wide receiver. receiver is. It's not Chris Olave, but it's 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 near Chris Olave. So we will gotcha. get to talk about Chris Olave. To me, this is my second tier of wide receivers. Okay. But we're gonna Jalen Waddle's the one that we're gonna specifically talk about. He didn't have a very good game in that island game. So you know, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody saw that. It's a little disappointing. No, he's playing with Skylar Thompson. Look, um, I'm not disappointed. Jalen Waddle comes in at 32. That's right in between the 102 and 103. Would you give which is quarterbacks yeah. <laughs> in Superflex? I don't think I don't think there's a difference really in value between the 102 and 103 right now. The only difference is at the 102, you get to make the choice. So there's a small advantage there. Overall, the player that you're going to get at the 102 and 103, I don't see much of a difference. The benefit is you get to decide versus somebody deciding for you. So I'm going to say the 102 because that's the more valuable by just a slight bit. Jalen Waddle or the 102? Kane. Russ. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I have a feeling Kane's going quarterback and Russ is going wide receiver, but that's just a, just a guess before anybody says it. John knows me well. Us well, I guess um, <laughs> I'm going to take Waddle, but if I have either of those picks, I'm going to try to see if they'll add something and I will sell it exactly like John said, if I have the one two, I'm like, not only are you getting a quarterback, you get to pick which one you want. And you're giving me what the wide receiver two on his own team. <laughs> <laughs> And then at the 103, I'm just saying, look, you're getting a quarterback and getting a wide receiver. There's there's a tax there. I don't care that it's a draft pick right now. And if it doesn't work, fine. I'll just swap them because I do believe Waddle is just very, very good. Kane? That is real close. Like, it's fair. Um, Unfortunately, the way that I play, I think the val- there's a better chance for a value increase with a quarterback. Mm-hmm. than it is for Jalen Waddle at this point, right? This is already saying that Jalen Waddle's like a top, what, seven, top eight wide receiver, right? Somewhere in he there. Yeah. So to me, I guess I'd rather take the the quarterback right now. Yeah. Especially that pick right now, because I have three months of accruing value. Mm-hmm. Right? So I guess I would rather have that. Um, the only thing that... I don't think there's anything that can help Jalen Waddle's value at this point until we start another point scoring season. Um, I, I was sitting here thinking what could raise Waddle's value in the Tyree kill would of, have to be not a dolphin is if Tyree kill left. Yeah. Like I think you're muted, Jen. He still had a ton of yards and touchdowns. He, it Tyree doesn't matter. Does not it is I, absolutely psychological. I, I, I'm just I, talking which is about wrong. Pure, <laughs> yes, it's wrong. But it's value. There's no yeah. way. There's no real way for Jalen Waddle to continue to raise his stock in this off season until we get to the next point scoring season. I think the only. I think the thing that can bump it a small amount is a clean bill of health for Tua. Um, if there's some sort of report that. He is in the clear. He is fine. He hasn't had concussion symptoms in a while. He's not having headaches or whatever symptoms he's having that kept him out for. I mean, how how long did he? How many weeks did he end up missing at the end of the year? And I mean, it, it, and he missed the playoff game, which it should not matter. But let's be honest, this is the NFL. If they could have played him in a playoff game, they would have. They would have. Like they definitely would have. 
So I, I think I think that could bump Waddle a little bit, but it's not a lot. My big question is in a startup, which one of these two players do you think goes first? Jalen Waddle or CJ Stroud? CJ Stroud. Do you think so? Yeah. I, th- I think well, Waddle no. goes. I think Waddle goes first in a super flex startup. No, even. it depends how early in the like tomorrow. I think the 102 will because of rookie fever. I don't but, know once landings like after the NFL draft, it might get closer. And Tua only missed three games during the well weeks one through 17 because that's all mfl shows me and i'm guessing he missed week 18 in a playoff game so add two more yeah and that's the end of the season which is unfortunate all right so i i'm taking waddle probably (laughs) um because as i've talked about many times i like i like the wide receivers way more than quarterbacks even in super flex unless it's the top level of quarterbacks then i love them um the list this is a fun list and as i said this is my entire tier two because i am so age biased so, so is it just waddle and olave and that's it no there's a few others yeah, that are garrett, Wilson. <laughs> garrett wilson's on the list there's yeah. two others that are still young and by young i mean like i think they were all like 24 and under uh, so you gotta like, have amon Ra and yep, D. higgins probably that's the list right there that is the group so jalen waddle amon Ra, st brown t higgins olave garrett wilson um you can like Tyreek Hill, uh, Adams. But you're always like, going to value their age. Yes. <laughs> that, so, no, I completely agree with you going with a list like this. That age, and that age I gap also you is a tier difference gap. Like, that, it just is. It's not in the calculator right now. Like, they're kind of mixed and flurried in and out uh, between the ages. And if I were, if I had the, uh, the pulleys and the bells and whistles that Russ was describing, Izzy, operates if i was taking over the operating stand i would be moving all these wide receivers up above all the wide receivers that are like 27 and older or something like that uh, i don't think we're far off from that happening anyway i think i think like by what yeah. with adams you know uh, currently in the calculator they're all valued higher than the older wide receivers now oh really other so. than tyree kill terry kill is still above higgins waddle wilson Okay, so maybe that's maybe I saw just Tyreek Hill then, and yeah. oh yeah, Diggs is Diggs is below now. You're yeah, right. Yeah, right. Chris Olave is also much lower than probably Jimmy also Wall. just because Which, yeah, that's also wrong. <laughs> Diggs had a pretty weak end of the season, so that probably yeah. Will, um, well, I, I'm ready. Now. Go for it. Uh, Let's hear it. Go. I have Waddle at one. Um, it's pretty easy for me. Just the best offense. I have Olave at two because he's the number one in his offense, um, and he's good at football. I have Wilson at three. He can't be above Olave because he's a Jet, which just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. He, did, have, he did end up having a pretty good rookie season. Like, yep, but he's even still as a Jet. jet. <laughs> he yeah. is still a Jet, though. Um, and then I have Amonra at four because um, I think he continues to have higher market share than Higgins does. And I have Higgins at five, um, but I'm isn't a known Higgins, Higgins hater. So. Isn't Higgins the wide receiver one on his team? He is not. <laughs> I did, what? Jamar Chase still plays. Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm being slightly sarcastic, but every week when you see the uh, who is it that tweets out the uh, since they've played together, <laughs> this is how many targets receptions, and I think like Higgins continuously leads Chase in that. That's why somebody keeps tweeting that. Yeah, and when when Higgins doesn't play, Chase eats, and when Chase oh doesn't gosh. play, Higgins doesn't. So Higgins does what? Well. Okay, but yeah, he does not dominate that. Yeah, that that this season that because he did last season. This season he did not. It, it was disappointing. So that's Higgins why I have does Higgins, not, Higgins will never have the upside of Chase, unfortunately. Like Higgins is still fine. I think the problem 
I don't think you can get the value of what we would want for Higgins in a trade, though. I you can't. Um, it is like we said before. It is absolutely the psychological thing of you're the wide receiver two on your team. I'm just gonna go and but trade on one Higgins. of the best offenses. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> offer Higgins for Olave real quick. I think. I can't imagine. I, I don't think I. I think I would give Higgins for Olave. Yep, that's what I'm gonna try to do real quick. I'd be surprised if anybody took that. They'll probably come back and ask for a pick bump or something like that, which is probably fair. Same, Russ, same tier. You too. got a list? Okay, so I think mine's wrong. Oh, I know mine's wrong. Okay, you've got T. Higgins me. number one. <laughs> so please don't I, have T. Higgins number Jaylen one. Jalen Waddle one. Okay. T. Higgins two. Oh my. Chris, I, it's wrong. I love you, Russ. Honestly, it's it's offense. I, the fact that I do believe that he is a fantastic player, it's just... He is so good. He's still the, so young. The Bengals just will not run the ball and are very good at passing the ball. So I just, I I think it's still, the target-wise, it's still there for T. Higgins, even though he's the wide receiver two on his team. Chris Olave three, and it will take the smallest increase at quarterback for the Saints for me to move Olave over Higgins. Like a quarterback. Yeah, like, like actually have a quarterback, not a tight end playing quarterback. It, it, like that's really all it is. Like if they had a quarterback and someone decent else to kill, well, their tight end is starting to do pretty well. Like he's been doing well all season, I should say. Uh, that's all it would take. Amon Ross St. Brown is next. I would, I don't know. Like I really like him. He's really, really good. He has those wonderful splash games of 40 something points, but it seems like otherwise he's stuck at 14 lately. So I don't know had a feel, but he's still very good, scores a lot of points. It's just his ceiling isn't constant, so it makes me feel a little weirder. And then Garrett Wilson at the bottom because Jets. Because Jets. Uh, so I we are consensus at the top. Jalen Waddle, number one, which makes me wonder, uh, um, since we all made this very easy that he's number one, yeah. is he closer to A.J. Brown than he is to this tier for you guys? He's not for me. Like, he is no. this here no he, he belongs at the top of this tier for me is he kane is he close to aj brown for you waddle yeah, yeah. is he i also to don't AJ really brown like aj brown much so <laughs> do you have waddle above aj brown no okay. but i think i think they're in this they're pretty close to the same tier i just i think aj brown is valued too high if you ask me but more, he's more valuable than Waddle, but not as valuable as others value him currently. So yes, you're yes, I gotcha. that's how I feel. Okay, number two on my list is obviously Chris Olave. Love him. Uh, the Saints are going to get somebody better quarterback. They have um, no first round, and they I have know, no money. I know. For like the next six years. I don't care if they go get Brock Purdy. <laughs> that's an, if they can somehow make swing that. Uh, that's an upgrade. Trade a second for Trey Lance. Nobody wants him anymore. Fine. I uh, anything. Look, Andy Dalton's just not going to cut it. <laughs> so I would have rather them play Jameis Winston. Like he would, I think he would have been better for the offense. Yes. Uh, and it would have been more fun for fantasy. I, I get that the NFL coaches do not coach for fantasy football players. Whatever. They should. They should. Uh, agreed. Um, number three, Garrett Wilson. Everything's been said. Agree. Uh, like him a lot. He has a jet, though. Otherwise, he'd be higher. Wish he was playing on their team. I have T. Higgins four and Amon Ross St. Brown five. And I'll tell you what, those two were really, really close. Uh, I went with the offense as my tiebreaker. Like, I would rather have Joe Burrow's 1A, or I'm sorry, 1B. I'm sorry, his 1B target. I, I, 
I'm only kidding when I say that, folks. Jamar Chase is the obvious 1A in Cincinnati. Um, T. Higgins is a very close 1B. So I would rather have Joe Burrow's second wide receiver than Jared Goff's primary receiver. So uh, fun fun list of wide receivers, though. These are, these are all guys that I absolutely love. Okay, real quick. On December 6th, we did... Did we do this tier? We did T. Higgins. Okay. And I said... There are three players that overlap. I said my order was Alave, Higgins, Wilson. So I had Alave ahead of Higgins at some point. Um, Kane said Alave had DK Metcalf. Then Garrett Wilson, D. Higgins. And John said Alave, Higgins, Wilson. I would still rather have DK Metcalf than T. Higgins, just so we're all clear. So it's Wilson's, not very far apart for me. I really like DK Metcalf still. Wilson's raised up a little bit then for, it sounds like, me and Kane. Um, and for me, I mean, that's based on the fact that even though he was a Jet, <laughs> he, he did manage to produce statistically as a Jet. So I'm going to – that that's just me simply trying to remove a little bit of that bias of him being a Jet. Of course, next year he's going to be a Jet. I don't know Hopefully who the they... quarterback will be for the Jets. Um, so he might slide right Hopefully right they don't down. get Sam Darnold the third because they <laughs> oh drafted Sam Darnold the second already and. All right, so let's move on to tight end. Kane, who do you got? Um, I think as we continue in this draft process, people that don't fully pay attention to, you know, and there's no harm with that. That's why people enjoy listening to guys like me sometimes. Um, you're going to hear one tight end name more only than... So, only sometimes, though, Kane. Let's be honest. Yeah, yep, I agree. Then this is one of those times. <laughs> one of those few. Um, you're going to hear one tight end name more than any other tight end name in this draft class, mainly because he's probably going to be a first round pick. I keep uh, calling him John Mayer, even though that is not his real name. Yep. His, <laughs> his name's Michael Mayer. Um, he was the tight end at Notre Dame. He has been good since he got into college. Like he's been one of the best tight ends can block really well. He's going to be a first round pick. The only difference is he's not going to be like that absolute freak. You know, when we see the Raz scores, he's not going to light everything up in green. But he's going to be a really, really solid tight end who can do just about everything on the football field that you want him to do. Now, we did a uh, rookie mock draft on the Devi Marketplace. And as this podcast comes out, Devi Marketplace will be loaded. So you can always listen to the uh, mock draft we do there. Um, and I took him right around his values right around about the 109, 110. Range. He is a gigantic man. Is he? Yes. He's very large. I, um, but like even his, like he has that like a rectangle face. It's just. Intimidating. Yeah, we call that a blocking neck. Yeah, he he's know? smiling, and I'm still scared of him. Yeah, so he's right around that kind of 109, 110 range, which puts his value right around about 16 to 18, somewhere in there, right? Um, is this one quarterback? No, in Superflex. The the 110 is only worth 16. Yeah. Really? Hmm. They, I mean, the very well could be. I I would I was expecting higher, to be honest. Yeah, 109's at 18, 110's at 16. Sheesh. Okay. Like 16.7. So like in that range, that 16 to 18 range. Um, so I just have the list here. There's not really necessarily a pick associated with this because we're just going based off the value I've already given him. Well, I think yeah. we I think we could talk about where would we take him. Would look, some people are totally anti. Don't take a tight end in the first round of your rookie drafts. 
Whereas I'm like, of course I would take a tight end if they're the right player. Why would I not? That's that's dumb. And, <laughs> so. and we we draft a lot, right? Especially the three of us based on tight end premium. And anytime you're in tight end premium, that's going to push up the value of tight end just yeah. a hair. Um, only good tight ends go up. Not all tight ends go up in value. Just good tight ends go up in value in, in tight end premium. In case you Correct. didn't know that, John. No, I... <laughs> I understand that it inflates the value of the same tight ends that are valuable, even if it's not tight end premium. Yeah. Uh, you just say that all the time. Uh, yes. So, still good. Travis Kelsey, still good. No so right now, story. are you are you prepared to take Michael Mayer at like the 109, 110 range? Probably. <sighs> would, it, would it help if I give you some names that would be right around him at that it, time? This is going to be the key is the receivers well, that are going to be right there. It's going to be tough for me to go 109, 110. 111, 112, probably on board. So we're get, also, we're gonna like, landing spot, I think, matters a lot in this one as well. Like Pitts went to the Falcons and we're just like, yes. Okay, so I'm gonna <laughs> Not I'm gonna give you nine names, and we're gonna assume it's the one oh one ten you're on the clock, right? And I'm gonna tell you the nine players that are already gone. Okay. Um, so it's Bijan Robinson, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Smith Najigba. Quentin Johnston, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Jordan Addison, all gone. So you're basically tasked with, are you taking Michael Mayer, the tight end one of this class? Are you taking who you believe to be the wide receiver four, which could be guys like Keishon Boutte, Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, those sort of guys. Or are you trying to figure out who the running back three is, which could be guys like Devin Achain from Texas A&M, Zachary Evans from Ole Miss, Sean Tucker from... Uh, Syracuse, Tank Bigsby, Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, those sort of guys. So that's what you're kind of tasked with. There's no more wide quarterbacks, excuse me, quarterbacks that are going to go in round one. Right. So, so that's kind of where we're at. It's a tier. It, it's, 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 you hit out a tier and you hit right at it. Do you start this tier with a tight end? For me, it's either start the tight end, start with the tight end or the wide receivers. I probably take, uh, there's probably, uh, let's see, you said Butte and who are the, who are the other ones that were right after? Boutte, Josh Downs from Downs. UNC, Jalen Hyatt. Boutte, I'm probably taking above him. Downs is going to be real close. What do I have on the team? It's probably going to be, do I have a, do I already have Pitts on the team? Do I have Kelsey or Andrews? If so, then I'm probably going wide receiver. Look, if I, if I was playing. Um, hey, draft or value trade for need, man. Don't... Yeah, but tight, tight ends can get tough to get. Uh <laughs> So if I was doing the whole streaming garbage tight ends, at that point then, I'm probably going to go ahead and take the tight end. Yeah, my draft capital is going to matter so much in this question, especially for the running backs. Am I going against a first-round tight end to who landed like to the Lions, who have a very good offense, except they don't have a tight end? Or did he get drafted in the third to Ransom X team? against when did these running backs get taken you know so i'll, I'll for this scenario we're going to say michael Mayer is a first round pick okay. we don't necessarily know the team but he's a first round nfl pick um no other running backs went in round one other than Bijan robinson um so you have a bunch of day two guys whether that's a chain tucker evans um charbonnet miller big yeah so that it would have to be the damian pierce effect falling to that right team where it's just like, all right, this dude's going to walk in and be the guy. You know, like it would have to be that which would make me think about it. The wide receivers, it would have to be you're in that tier where 
they're a little role player ish. So again, it would have to be, did they land on a team that feels like that's the right place for them? And if I get like, I'm thinking way too much about this now. So if I have to think about it even more later on, I'm just going to take mayor and move on and figure the rest out later. I, to me in a tight end premium league, I know what you guys think the reality of what value happens to tight ends, but it's in people's head that it's tight end premium. So they overvalue pretty every tight end. So I think you won't have the hardest time moving him because I do think consensus will have mayor going at the end of the first round in general. So I, I think his value will stand around that. So I'm not against taking that onesie position and holding on to it and figuring out what to do later, especially close to the draft after the NFL draft, nothing is going to happen to change those wide receivers and running backs value. Like you'll have a couple of weeks to figure out what to do with it. So I'm good with that and holding on to that onesie spot. Yeah, obviously I'm, I'm going to take mayor there because I would rather take the top at a position yeah. where there's no one behind him. That's even close versus like, Oh, I could maybe take any of the three wide receivers there. Right. I'm yeah. just going to assume I have other picks that I'll draft one of those wide receivers that fit in that tier. Um, so I'll I'll take Mayer. And the other reason why I think, you know, this conversation is important is if you kind of look at how rookie mock drafts and and kind of things are going right now, is basically the end of the first round, um, you see more running backs because running backs are going to get elevated, right? Provided that we get that draft capital, right? Yeah. And it happens every year. And that's the way that it is. And then you're going to see some of those uh, wide receivers that still ended up getting day two capital go in, you know, the early part of that second round. And then it's a ton of running backs again. <laughs> right. And then it's a oh, couple it's more wide receivers. The running backs then. And then a couple running back or wide receivers will sneak in. And what I think is really, really important is, you know, if we were play like, let's take out Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs and threw in, running back like three through 12 in this year's class and put it in last year's class. Any one of them could have been ranked between RB two to, you know, RB 15, right? Because they're, they're so good. A lot of these guys, I would probably have either RB two or RB three last year above James Cook. I'm, I would have almost all these guys above James Cook in without knowing landing spot, things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, what's really, really important. And so for me, especially, I know I'm just getting on a soapbox at this point, but back into the second round and third round, I'm not really drafting any wide receivers. I'm basically just drafting all running backs and tight ends because that's where the value is going to be in this class. That's what my second round's for. Oh, I, I have some, I have some leagues where I just have like four or five second round picks for some reason, just because I, I was told years ago by smart people start acquiring the second round picks for it. Yep. And I'm just going to use it all on running backs. <laughs> I'm just going to this is exactly take them all. Why. Like, I don't care which one works out. I'm like, I will not have a preference. I'll just make sure I get a nice little even distribution of all of them. Uh, maybe by then, maybe by the time the picks come around, there will be actually, okay. I kind of like this one a little bit more, but it's pretty much just, I don't care. Throw I'm throwing all, all my second round picks at running backs. And Hey, I might get one or two that turn out. Yeah, and you're going to hear a lot of indecision from from especially Devi guys and and people that do a lot of um, rookie draft stuff that like, oh, I don't really know who to, exactly to take, and it's not because 
the players aren't good. It's because the players are too good and you can't decide between four good players, right? That's why second and third round picks, like I've been yelling about for two years, are going to be really important in this class. And you're going to get a lot of quality players from these picks. But let's what do just, we have a list? Yeah, we have a list here um, of five tight ends. I just want to see where Michael Mayer kind of fits in for, mm-hmm. for people here. Um, so, of course, we have our, our boy Michael Mayer. Um, we have George Kittle, Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson, and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I like that you squeezed him in at the end and built that suspense. Is he going to be on this list or not? He should be on this list. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I ran a poll. I don't know. Like the, I, was, I think it was the day that Mayor declared or said he was going to declare or whatever, uh, where I polled him versus all the tight ends. And I think he did come in. I remember, I think it was like one of, it's like the seventh, sixth or seventh or eighth tight end, somewhere in that range. Um, that was, I don't know, three or four weeks ago at some point. If people are looking for what the what a lot of people thought, you can go back and look that look on my Twitter timeline and search Michael Mayer and you'll find you'll find that string of polls. Russ, you ready? No. Okay. Well, I can go. Number one, this is easy for me. It's Pitts. Okay. <laughs> like I still do not believe he belongs on this list, but that's fine, Kane. He can be on this list. No problem. He's number one on my list. Uh, this is where it does get a little bit more difficult because Mayer has that upside and youth. Um, that makes it hard. Kittle is going to be last on my list of the current NFL players. Last on my list of the current NFL players. So Meyer might be on the bottom. Kittle's last on my list of the NFL players. Um, So I'm just going to rank the NFL players and then I'm going to slot Michael Mayer in where I think he should go. Uh, I have Goddard two. I have Hawkinson three, Kittle four. So those are my NFL players. I would not give Pitts, Goddard, or Hawkinson for mayor. Hawkinson would be a decision. Um, Goddard could be a decision, but I don't think so. Uh, Hawkinson could be a decision for me. Kittle, I think I would give for mayor, um, but maybe not in every single circumstance. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the one circumstance, which is where I'm going to have that late first-round pick. And if I have that late first-round pick, I want to use it and put Mayer on my roster that already has Kittle. And then I'm really happy to just use Kittle's production for the next year or two and hopefully slide right into Michael Mayer production following that on a team that's coming out of a championship run. That's why I have that late pick. Um it, it's gonna. It would be hard for me to give up Kittle from that kind of a team for Mayer. If I have Kittle on anything that's not like an obvious competing team, it's not hard for me to give up Kittle to switch to Mayer at this point. I think that is the move. So that's where he slots in for me on this list is probably even with Hawkinson <laughs> and above Kittle value-wise, uh, but situation-wise, I think there are some situations where I'd stick with Kittle. I'm going to pretend you said Mayor over Hawkinson because the way you were leaning, it's like I would. Okay, so I'm gonna I mean it's Hawkinson. real close for me because those two, but I like the- what Hawkinson did in Minnesota. Once he got there, um, they started to utilize him in a way that was much more appealing. So, you know, much happier with Hawkinson 
now that he's a Viking versus what he was doing in Detroit. My results and my thought process were literally 100% what John just said. So, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, I have um, Pitts at one, though though John says that Pitts shouldn't be on this list, um, I think he should be. Because until we see that, I think we're at the point where until we see that season, he's on this list. We finna gotta see. We saw that season as a rookie. <laughs> and then you need to see that what? season again, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. The, so but we, what we, you didn't oh, say right. again, you said we need to see that season. But what you meant was we need to see that season again. Fair enough. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. I, yeah, not to say that he hasn't shown us he's good. <laughs> it's more of we need to see that. Oh, we don't need him to change teams to be utilized, like you know the Hawkinson thing. Like that's yeah, that's the yep. worry for me. Uh, so I've I've pits at one. I have Hawk at two because I'm a homer and I. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I'm where where would he have ranked if he was still a lion? He wouldn't even be on this list if he was a lion for game. Reign supreme. Go for it. Uh, he no. I, uh, yeah, he'd be at the bottom of this list if he was still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he gets so used happy. in Minnesota. He doesn't get used on the Lions. That's what happened. I mean, it really it was it it probably changed the trajectory of his dynasty value in a very good way. He's averaging like eight or nine yeah. targets a game. Yep. That's great. That's like top four, top five for all types. God, why didn't th- why didn't Irv Smith stay healthy and get that same usage? <laughs> Oh, I would be not as rich. Ah, oh, he's not as good. I know, I know. Uh, so I've I've Hockett two, Goddard at three. Like they're a tier for me. If you gave me either one with like a third round pick, I would switch. Like there's they're so close because I th- we're just about scoring points with tight ends. That that's that's yeah. all we're doing. Just um, somebody I don't feel gross checking that box on. Exactly. Um, I have Kittle at four. Um, and then I have Michael Mayer at five. Um, Michael Mayer is real close, though. Like, he's real close to Kittle in value. Um, but if you want to look at the rest of the tight ends, I would rather have Mayer than any other tight end other th- that we didn't name other than Andrews and Kelsey. I right? think Fryer like, meets the, the closest next one, um, or Schultz, but I'll take Mayer over both of them. I would yeah, I probably want... take Muth yeah. over. No, where, you put, where I put him in this, I can't say that. But I like Muth. I like the team he's on. I like... Pittsburgh uses their tight ends, so they'll get better. But for now, yes, mayor above. Yeah. Okay. But like, yeah. We are, you know, I have a meeting in three minutes, so we are closing down the the floor on Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher, Dynasty Outhouse, John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Can you even ask if I have anything to add at the end of this? I normally do, but when I normally don't, but today I do. Go fast. We're expanding the Dynasty Trade Calculator Listener League, folks. So. These two here, they host uh, they host a team in that league for Dynasty Wall Street. Bob and I run the Dynasty Time Machine. It's three divisions. The flagship also runs a team. We're going to add a fourth division that Dynasty Dads are going to be uh, the, the host team in that division. So all four of the podcasts on this network are going to be hosting in that Dynasty Trade Calculator Listener League. Full league. You can go ahead and check out the pin tweet on Dynasty Wall Street, Dynasty Time Machine. I'll put it there to make sure. And you can sign up to join. And Kane and I are going to love having Bijan on our team. Word. Sharks. I hate you. We lost that raffle. <laughs> Don't do weighted lotteries. For your I draft. hate it. it. It's not my role. <laughs> and Kane Fassell at Debbie underscore Kane. Ring the bell. We are out of here.